0: Uh, Dr. Bob and Cheryl, afternoon to you guys. Of course, now, today we're talking about temporary house pets.
1: That's right. Something that you can do now while the children are on holidays. Um, You might be looking for a fun activity, and this is going to be really exciting for you. Little silkworms. And it's spring. It's that time of the year when purple stained fingers, uh, they're those telltale signs that you're out in the garden eating mulberries. But with mulberry trees, if you have one, it's a great opportunity to um, get some um, some little silkworms. And these are fantastic fun for children, particularly with school holidays being on. The children can um, help to look after the silkworms and enjoy that educational experience at the same time. They're super easy to look after. And you know what? I know that Dr. Bob has just been entrusted with some, so we'll give him a little lesson too. But with the silkworms, they're very, very easy to look after. You only need a Shoe box or a little carton, and you can put a little bit of paper towel on the base of that. That way, we're going to keep it nice and clean because silkworms eat a lot of mulberry leaves, and when they eat a lot, they also do do a lot of dropping. So, just like any animal you have to look after, you need to clean it out so that they don't develop any diseases and unfortunately die. So, you want to be able to. Um, with the silkworm, provide them with plenty of fresh leaves. Now, if you don't have a mulberry tree, source one out in your local neighbourhood. I'm sure somebody wouldn't mind um, you taking some leaves from them, but just check with them first because they do need fresh mulberry leaves to survive. They are um, very, very specific. So if you don't give them um, the, the mulberries leaves, they won't thrive. And Um, They need the leaves that are just nice, fresh, developing leaves. Um, And look, they eat so many. you have to give them about two to three servings a day because they do um, eat a lot of mulberry leaves. They don't need water. So they're a great pet that you don't have to be worrying about the water. So making sure that if you don't have a, a mulberry tree or you can't source them, you can actually buy commercial dried mulberry leaves. So they're available from your pet shops. And Dr. Bob is looking quite surprised at the moment. Why is that, Dr. Bob?
2: I didn't know you could get commercially dried mulberry leaves. But you can, yes. Since my um, son and daughter-in-law gave me these silkworms to look after for a week, I've been driving along the road and looking for mulberry trees as I drive along, asking all the vet nurses at work, have you got any mulberry trees at home?
1: Yes, yes, no, they, really? you can get the dried mulberry because obviously mulberry trees are deciduous and when there's no mulberry leaves around, we have to be able to feed them. Quite often too, how we source mulberries, um, mulberry leaves. Um, like you said, driving around looking in the the neighbourhood, <laughs> but but do ask before you go. You know, climbing the fences and taking those leaves off people. But most people are only too happy. But mulberries um don't necessarily always the trees don't necessarily always have silkworms on them because they're no longer so um plentiful because the birds as one of their predators love to eat them so if you do have some spare silkworms i'm sure the people that you're sourcing your leaves from will be quite happy to take some silkworms from you
2: it took me right back to my childhood because i yeah used to do it we had uh, some people across the road who had a lovely big mulberry tree unfortunately behind the tennis court because the tennis court went a bit um black and blue towards (laughs) when all the mulberries were dropping off but it was just so much fun and yeah mum wasn't too keen on when the yeah the moths came out and were flying around the house but that's you know
1: yeah i used to keep them under my bed too yeah, but, you know, I think it's a great activity because children get to go through those life cycles of watching their silkworms, you know, change, and mm. that is really, really educational. Mm. They can, you know, and in the end, remember spinning the silk? Did you do that, Doctor? Yeah,
0: that's what I did in primary school. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I tried. I wasn't very, I wasn't good. At <laughs> very good at it. Okay. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a fine motor skill, obviously, for, you know, you boys. It's not so easy for you. But, yeah, spinning the silk, you know, on two pencils, or on chopsticks, it's a real lot of fun, but I reckon this is a great activity for you know, during the school holidays to get children something to do to keep them active. Um, You know, Dr. Bob, they're not really a pet for you because you're not going to get any consults out of them. They're not aggressive. They're not storm phobic. They won't bite any children
2: but they're fascinating to watch and just watching them chomp through those leaves and and I just remembered I was supposed to send a photo to Jeff and Han each day of how big they were getting. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: But you have a lack of leaves so they're not getting very big. We'll have to fix no, that not. for I, I, you.
2: I found some leaves and they're doing okay but I think I need some more tomorrow. <laughs> okay.
1: So, you know... Actually, some people do eat silkworms in japan they 're eaten, and in Korea they boil them and eat them i wouldn 't suggest doing that though
3: mm.
1: but a great little pet a really interesting their lifespan is only about two months so it 's not a, a great time but a cer- certainly a great um, little thing for children in this holiday period a cheap pet you can get them if you if you 're not able if you haven 't sourced any go on the internet um, um, gumtree have them some pet shops sell them in little packs as well, so you can go and um, have a bit of fun with some silkworms
0: talking about dogs and cats and their fear yes fear aggression
2: it's the tricky one where you're not quite sure whether they're going to actually bite you or not so they're sort of standing there giving you sort of a an evil eye sort of a bit lowered in their body language and ears a bit back or twitching all over the place maybe mouth closed and just sort of backing away a little bit or they might be barking at you and then backing away Um, or the cat might be just sort of trying to look a bit bigger and the tail starts to fluff up and its ears sort of go back and down and and the whiskers come out and, and trying to sense what's going on so in those situations if you're uncertain freeze fold your arms across your chest turn side on and Um, don't jump about jump up and about which is what kids tend to do so the more you're lively and moving the more interesting you become the more likely the cat or the dog is going to um, go for you because the predatory instinct predatory instinct the deep brain instinct is going to kick in any moving object they're going to target so um, there's particular breed types that are more likely to do this, but it can be just a personality type. So the herding dogs, mm. border collie cattle dogs are going to be sort of mm, look backing around and, and just checking out from the side. So if you are standing side on, And folding your arms and it's starting to turn around and walk around the side of you just turn around so that you're side on to them all the time because if you let them get behind you and you're not looking that's when the herding dog type especially going to come in and nip the difficulty is that it depends on how aggressive they are as to whether they're going to nip down low um which is usually the herding dog type the higher up the body they go to bite the more dangerous it is so if they're targeting your belly or shoulders or straight up towards your head then that's something that's really serious and you need to get that checked out and 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 modified or managed so fear aggression is something to uh watch out for the other thing you can do if you're not certain once you've froze, if you're frozen in that spot is just if you've got a pen or a piece of paper or whatever it is, even the mobile phone, because you can replace those, just <laughs> hold that um, gently to your side as a partial barrier or you step behind a tree or step behind a car or a stool just so there's that sort of bit of a partial barrier and the animal's not quite sure what's going to happen next so um the more you eyeball the animal the more excited it's going to be the more the and the challenge the more dangerous so just watching particularly closely some animals will have their tail up tail up and fluffed um some will have it tucked right underneath them mm. so they'll be sort of low and cowering and their legs down low other ones it's a bit easier when they're a bit more overtly aggressive because you can see they're going to to come straight on other ones will sort of sneak around from behind or the classic sort of play attack from the cat as you're walking up the uh the corridor after you've just had a shower with the towel wrapped around you and they sort of jump out from behind the, the um the the next doorway and <laughs> so yeah. that's more fun but yeah yeah. Depends on how much they grab you and whether they actually yeah, the cat launches and and scratches down your legs or, or grabs the tail and runs away with it. So, um, speaking from experience, are you, Doctor Bob? <laughs> no, 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 no. I yeah, Um. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So they're the ones to watch for um, that you're just not sure. They're a bit unpredictable, and it does make it harder.
0: Talking about fear aggression this afternoon, Doctor Bob. Uh, bit of bit of a risky sort of topic sometimes isn't
2: it it is that's uh, you've got to be very much aware of what the animals like and 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 off air we're just talking about children so Mm. children come first all children under 10 should always be supervised around animals pets i think the silkworms might be okay yes i think
1: they'll be
2: fine (laughs) just so yeah but they should be supervised so they don't eat them um so (laughs) um it's that, yeah, animals are, yeah, they're looking at life through their eyes, they live with families, but like children, we need to set reasonable boundaries. We need to help them to know jumping up and scratching is inappropriate, pulling on the lead is not uh, appropriate, we have to wait and stop and, and ask them to look around and settle. Um, we are talking about tug-of-war off, off air as well, and that's just one of those things that so many people get wrong. They often just keep tug-of-war and the animal gets excited. But they don't ask them to stop, and they don't finish with some training afterwards. Mm. It's just so important to actually—it's tug and it's fine. Sometimes they win, sometimes you win. Like teaching children to win graciously, lose graciously. Um, so, like any sport or whatever. But so you let them run around the yard and they bounce around with the tug toy and go, ah, I won. and then they bring it back and you play some more. Then you pay them with some treats, rewards to give the the tug of war. Um, rope back tug rope back and then they um yeah we'll sit down and be sensible and you keep
0: asking to sit stay drop shake and listen now sid from rosebrook uh, you've got a story about silkworms
4: yeah mate we used to have them a lot when we were kids i come from grafton originally and uh, i think every kid in the school had silkworms yep and uh we found out if you feed them leaves off the roses that they make pink silk
2: Ah, now that does ring a bell, doesn't it, from, yeah, my childhood days.
4: Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, with, uh, with, uh, with the uh, mulberry leaves, they make the golden, the yellow silk. Yep. But if you feed them just completely on pink, on rose leaves, they make uh, pink silk.
2: And, and does that have to be a pink rose or can it be a white rose? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too technical.
4: Just, yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that, uh, that uh, w- w- what to worry about.
1: I had heard too that if you feed them beetroot leaves that, that actually changes the colour of the silk as well. Uh,
4: yeah, well I never ever them fed them beetroot leaves but
1: <laughs> No, I never fed anything other than the mulberry tree leaves.
4: Yeah, well we used to always keep them and then keep the eggs and they'd hatch out next year, you,
2: you know. Yeah, yes, good idea. <laughs> so yeah. So did you have a bigger box that you had the moths flying around in and stuff and then
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh ha- yeah. And how many did you have at once? What was your maximum number of oh, silkworms you had?
4: Well, there was three kids in the family. We had a fair few silkworms, I tell you. <laughs> yeah.
1: It does bring back good memories, though, doesn't it?
4: It does, that mate. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it's good for the kids. I, when I I'm just driving into town, and I heard you talking about, and I got four great grandchildren, and I thought. I must go and get some silkworms for the, the great-grandkids. Oh, That's right. good on you. Good That's on you, Steve.
0: Thanks for your call, mate. We welcome your calls on 49216216. Now, if you're out on the roads, just quickly this afternoon, uh, at Edgeworth Main Road at Nielsen Street, uh, the traffic lights are flashing yellow. All traffic is affected. That is, at Edgeworth Main Road at Nielsen Road, traffic lights are flashing yellow there. Uh, traffic is affected in all directions. Uh, but it's it a Wednesday afternoon? It is indeed, so that means it is, of course, Pet Chat. Now, talking about fearing dogs and cats. Dr. Bob, how can we prevent this sort of stuff?
2: The most important thing, as we've just been saying before, was about tug-of-war and play. So play is a really important learning opportunity. So we're learning um, and helping the animal to know, okay, that was a bit too strong a bite or too severe a scratch or and so you just stop and you say no and you redirect it to a towel or a toy and no, if that's being if still being rude then you put a barrier up a pillow a cushion or if it's still being a bit over the top and can't control its impulse to keep attacking then um, you put it outside or you put in the bathroom so don't let it practice that problem so the more you play appropriate play and then alternate that play with training and being sensible it's like training boys Colin you know it's really hard but if well if, if you persevere it, it you know you can make some good things so <laughs> it is hard to do it when they get older but one of the key things with anxious animals is that they often don't play and I keep saying to people it's just so important to try different toys bounce around the room play hide and seek chase around the chair And sometimes it takes up to a year for some of the rescue dogs, especially, that might have been in a difficult situation, for them to be able to actually relax and play. And that play, to me, Mm. is a huge sign of improvement in their mental health.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's head back to the phones. Uh, Lynn from uh, Grassford, you've got a question about uh, medication for your dog.
3: Yes. G'day there. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. I've got a 17 and a half year old dog. Yep. And she was on a particular medication and, uh, she's, she finished it not long, a couple of days ago, but I don't think I'll get any more because it doesn't seem to be helping her and it's very expensive. Now one, the medication is
2: Bledgeline, yeah. It's a drug that helps with dementia. Um, and it, what it does is increase the blood flow to the brain. Sometimes it works really nicely, but if it hasn't helped after a month or two months, it so may... has
3: been on it longer than that, and she's getting a lot worse.
2: Yeah. So it is just, unfortunately, with dementia, um, the brain is shrinking in size. It's not working as well. You've got other organ systems in the body, kidney, bones, heart, liver, that are just struggling so um, if it's important to get older animals um, regularly checked so if you don't feel it's improving back to your regular vet talk to them about that they may be able to recommend a good diet food or there are some other drugs um, that you can try that will reduce some of the signs of dementia but we can't stop the aging process now so. she's doing all right
3: at seventeen and a half isn't
2: she what sort of a dog is she
3: She's a Lassa Apso Chihuahua ah, Or
2: Shih Tzu Yeah, the, the um, crossbreds Usually last a bit longer because they haven't been Bred back to uncles and aunties And have a limited gene pool So that's great, 17, how's her arthritis going? She?
3: Yeah, she's got a little bit She has trouble um, She's uh, Unsteady on her hind legs Yeah And uh, we, we, she lives inside And we have to Take her outside to do a business and supervisor and um, that's when she she's very unsteady then we pick her up and bring her back in again she doesn't do much
2: walking at all yeah, so the, the difficulty is we've got to assess the quality of life. Is she going okay? Is she able to respond to you? Taking her out regularly for, that, um, for her to be able to do a business on grass especially. The other thing you can do as they get older is just lots of massaging. Just keep the spine and, and um, the legs moving. And Cheryl's really good at that. So yeah. what but, sort but of it areas?
1: It also makes them feel really good as well. Yeah. That contact is really important. So And it gets that blood flowing into those areas.
3: Any... okay well i'll do that then yeah so
2: just rubbing down the back down yeah. the legs especially focusing on the knees stretch them out bend them a little if she objects don't push it too far um mm-hmm. and she just...
3: doesn't seem to be in any pain
2: the difficulty with dogs is they often mask the pain so they sort of pretend they're really tough but they're not really so um, just keep a close watch on that and your vet will be able to interpret her, that for you so, but I would go back to your regular vet and say the drugs don't seem to be helping a lot, is there
0: something else that we can try? Marjorie from Mayfield you've got a two year old dog uh, what, what seems to be the problem?
5: Um, in the, about the last six weeks she's I wouldn't say she's not timid, but um, if there's anything um, said to her, if she hears a loud noise, she runs straight underneath the bed and won't come out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just if she's very worried about things, she's not sure, so... um with those noises, it is the unpredictable ones that, that make them a bit more difficult. They sort of startle, they they freeze. The smaller the dog, the more often that happens.
3: Oh, she's not a small
5: dog. How <laughs>
2: heavy is she? She's
5: 45 kilos.
2: How does she go under the bed? Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> my, husband,
5: my husband put the um, r- legs on the bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. That's okay. Okay. Um, And, yeah, if she is, the the difficulty with a bigger dog is that they do get really worried. Does she worry when you leave the house or get anxious when she's separated from you?
5: we're not
2: she 's not separated from us for very very much, but not that we know of yeah so if she 's a um, bit over it's important to reassure her, as we' saying before, with the um, dementia, lots of contact, long slow massage like strokes helps them to feel comfortable when if oh, she, she
3: gets all of that <laughs>
2: good, and if she 's about to or you see something about to happen, the door might about to bang, finger in the collar, hug to the side, and long slow stroke, and just sort of ask her to be sensible if she is just totally panicked don't stop her from running and hiding under the bed but if she can stay there and receive your reassurance of calm words or long slow stroking then that may help her just to be able to tolerate a bit better but it may mean that she needs some anti-anxiety medication to help her cope with life because every time she dives under the bed she's actually having a panic attack.
5: But we didn't know if maybe we've got new neighbours and their dog's the same name as our dog. Oh, yeah. And that dog's always getting into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't know if she thinks that She's getting into
2: trouble. Has she always done it or has she only started doing it recently? She's only
5: just started doing it recently.
2: Could be if if they moved in and started yelling at their dog across the fence. She might be getting worried. But at two years of age, she can actually get worse with those anxiety and mental health issues. So just be very careful. Um, If there is a storm around, just turn the the music on so it helps to mask the outside sounds. And as you've done, you've actually created what I say to people, which is a den or a bunker-like area for the dog that helps them to have a place to retreat to. And when they feel comfortable, they can then come out and feel, okay, as the danger passed, I feel as though I might be okay.
1: Marjorie, she hasn't actually just had a haircut by any chance, has she? no, we don't cut her hair. Yeah, no, it's just a question because sometimes some dogs do react when they've cut very short and become a little bit naked. So I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you.
5: There is something else. Um, we have trouble giving her her medication. Um, last time we had to give her a tick and flea um, tablets. We asked the vet if he could do it. Um, because we can't get her to take anything and the vet couldn't give it to her either.
2: Because she clamped her mouth closed or she was aggressive? Oh, yes. no, or No, no, yeah, she d- she's never
5: aggressive. Yep. but She just clamps her mouth closed. We've tried hiding it in her food yep. and now it's getting that way that she's hesitant about... Anything
2: off it, yes the, the big problem is their sense of smell is mind-boggling, their sense of taste is amazing, they can actually smell all the medications that are coming in unless they've sort of got some Labrador background where they'll eat anything um, then... <laughs> no, she
5: hasn't got any Labrador in there, it's
2: about the only thing <laughs> <laughs> She may um, you may have to go back to one of the spot-on um, flea and tick preventers if she's just, are you having too much give, difficulty giving the tablets? the difficulty with that is that if she has to be given medication in the future that makes it more difficult so um, yeah try cheese the other things I say to people is icing oh, sugar, ice cream, peanut butter, cashew uh, spread, ha- um, Nutella honey stop uh,
1: it I'm getting hungry
2: <laughs> <laughs> margarine, butter anything that masks that taste
3: yeah like, well,
5: she's just finished a course of
3: antibiotic uh, okay. and, um,
5: and we put that in uh, large pieces of the doggy Devon type
2: stuff? Yes, yeah. That's something that's just a bit smelly or liverwurst or something, just so that it, it, yeah, masks that other smell but it's important to get her to practice um having being dosed so lots of massaging and stroking around the face lifting the lips up and just long stroke and saying calm gentle words and then if she's starting to get a bit worried then just back off a bit don't push
0: her too far if she's too worried now kerry uh, what seems to be your drama this afternoon
3: Well, I have a three-year-old Pomeranian Chihuahua cross. Um, I don't think that she was ever a confident dog. Um, Quite fearful in a few circumstances, very loving, um, and just wondering whether she was insecure. But after she saw my other dog being attacked... um, I'm not sure whether it's post traumatic stress disorder but she's much yes. worse. Yeah. I when I last took her to the vets for her vaccinations, she had to be muzzled, she weaved, she pooed and and the vet said she would need to be sedated in the future. When I take her for a walk, um, she starts barking like crazy with people yep. uh with other dogs. Yep. Um so certainly very, sounds now she's a very insecure
2: dog yeah mm. certainly some sort of trauma like that can contribute to a mental health change if she's only three if that happened at a developmental life stage it was quite critical they do react the more they react to those things the more um, they think that works it keeps people away from them or the dogs away from them so they bark from a distance and get really excited and so um, but at the vet it's just so many smells so many noises that make it really worry and they yeah just feed off themselves so the more anxious they are the more they think they're getting anxious and the whole thing escalates and snowballs so trying to just be yeah, very um, settled and calm she may need some anti-anxiety medication as a general um, calming it reduces the highs and lows just to settle the brain and help it to be able to learn because when we're really fearful we can't learn as easily as we can seeing a yard mate being attacked is certainly something that Yeah,
0: it's a visual image that is very strong. Thanks for your call, Kerry. Now, our dog rescue this week.
1: Okay, this week we've got Miley. It's a one-year-old female Mastiff cross German Shepherd who is uh, absolutely lovable. She's an active girl, so you're going to need to uh, find a good jogging partner to have this one. Uh, She's in foster care with children at the moment and enjoys playing in the yard with them. She really does like squeaky toys. She would be suited to be with another dog, an older dog, as a role model because she's still at that puppy stage and she needs a good model. Um, She's very people focused and she loves to be around her foster humans she's affectionate easygoing and if you'd like more information you can phone joe on 0427 695 104 or you can go to um, her profile au, or you can go to two and your rfm's website
0: awesome all right well thanks for your time today guys thank, thank you. you and we'll see you again next week